Welcome to the Beyond the Crucible podcast. I'm Warwick Fairfax, founder of Crucible Leadership, and I want to thank you for listening. On Beyond the Crucible, we're going to explore crucible experiences, those painful, traumatic times that leave us forever changed. Who you were before our crucible experiences is rarely who we are afterwards. We'll discuss how we can use those refining times to lead a life of significance. It's not an easy process, but if you choose to reflect and really learn from the lessons of your crucible experiences, it can be the most rewarding journey of your life. A life that is on purpose and dedicated to helping others. Trust me, I know from experience. I grew up in a 150-year-old family media business. It was, a, it was an enormous company, frankly. Um, it had the equivalent of the New York Times, the Washington Post, the Wall Street Journal. It had newspapers, magazines, TV, radio stations. Uh, it was one of the largest media companies in Australia. Um, if you're a prime minister or a politician, you would want to uh, know Fairfax Media. You would try to influence them. The major opinion leaders were the Sydney Morning Herald, uh, the Age in Melbourne, the Financial Review. And uh, not only was it a very significant company, um, the Fairfax family were considered uh, sort of, you know, almost top of the social spectrum, if you will. We had uh, large parties with prime ministers, politicians, people from Hollywood. Um, it was just this sense that um, it wasn't just money, status, respect, prestige. This company was um, founded uh, by John Fairfax 150 years ago. He came out from England. Uh, local lawyer sued him for a story he wrote, and while the judge found in his favor that the story was accurate, the court costs bankrupted him. So he came out with uh, virtually nothing to Australia in the late 1830s, and he ended up founding this, uh, this great newspaper that... Uh, grew over the generations into being this large uh, company that it was. So there was always this sense of uh, duty, uh, honor, country, if you will, as, say, in the U.S. military. Um, uh, it wasn't just me, just throughout my family, my dad, my grandfather, anybody that was a Fairfax uh, that was considered in sort of the line who would inherit or would one day lead the company, there was just this huge... Um, expectation as there was for me as, as soon as I was born. So throughout my whole life, I had sought to uh, prepare myself uh, to one day take a leading position within the company. So I always uh, worked hard in school, which in some sense was somewhat of a mistake because not all people who grow up uh, wealthy uh, work hard. Well, I did. And I took life seriously. And so um, that only increased the expectations on me. So I went to Oxford like my dad and grandfather and older brother had done, worked on Wall Street, went to Harvard Business School, and it wasn't about what I wanted to do, it was about what was needed. I came from a family of journalists uh, like my dad, and uh, I felt like some finance and business experience was going to be needed. When I came back in uh, 
early 87. Uh, my father had, um, had just died earlier that year. One of the reasons that um, things were very difficult after my father died is there'd been friction in the family uh, for generations, um, certainly in, in the recent past. And um, some other family members had uh, thrown my father out as chairman in 1976, which, whether that was right or wrong at age 15 that I was, was devastating. So my parents felt that management uh, wasn't going in the right direction, that it wasn't being run along the ideals of the founder, and I agreed with that view. So when my father died in early 87, fresh from Harvard Business School, I ended up launching a $2.25 billion Australian dollar takeover. And really, right from the beginning, things went wrong. Other family members sold out. The October 87 stock market crash had our asset sale program. So we had an unsustainable level of debt by the end of 87. So for three years, you know, we tried everything we could to refinance. I brought in new management that increased operating profits 80%, but it almost didn't matter what management did because the debt was unsustainable. So in late 1990, Australia was in a significant recession and the company went bankrupt. While it still went on, um, it was no longer in family control. And uh, that was absolutely devastating. It was crushing for me personally because uh, my desire had been to preserve the company under family control, uh, prevent it from being taken over by corporate raiders, which was kind of big in the 80s. And my actions directly resulted in the company uh, leaving family control. And it was devastating on many levels, not just financial. I felt that um, I'd let my dad down, my parents down. What I did, uh, needless to say, caused some friction within the family, uh, to say the least. Uh, they felt like what I'd done was unnecessary. Um, so it was financially devastating, personally devastating. And faith had been very important to me. The founder, John Fairfax, is a person of great faith. So I felt like in some sense that, um, you know, there was maybe some plan, some divine plan, if you will, to uh, bring the company back and the ideals of the founder, and I just sort of blown it. So it was devastating on, on so many levels, and uh, it took me a long time uh, to figure out a way out of that. This podcast is about how you get beyond crucible experiences. That's life-altering moments, often uh, devastating, crushing experiences, and who you are afterwards is not the same. So we're going to be hearing from a variety of people. We're going to interview leaders and hear about their failures. And it could be failures and setbacks, a combination. Uh, and importantly, not just uh, hear about their setbacks or failures, but what they learned from it and how they bounced back. Failure is not something that you hear a lot about in our culture. CEOs, leaders of countries are happy to talk about their successes. Follow me, look at me, I'm such a genius. But how many times do you hear people say, I was an idiot, I blew it, and this is what I learned and this is where I'm going now? Well, we're going to talk to those sorts of people because... Life is hard. I think for all of us, we're going to have setbacks, whether it's our fault or not. And we want to learn from others who've been there 
and um, how do they bounce back? So, uh, you know, we need to hear that. We all need to learn from that. And so that's what this is going to be in part about. But uh, we're also going to have discussions um, about different aspects of crucible leadership, how you lead a life of significance, how you get a team on board with a vision that you're passionate about. So that's something that we're going to have discussions on. You're going to hear more about my story and the lesson mistakes I've made, as well as the lessons I've learned and you know how I've tried to lead my own life's significance. So I'm looking forward to this. I'm a reflective person by nature, so I'm going to be curious to learn from the people that we interview uh, and our discussions um, so that uh, all of us can lead lives of significance. So what is a crucible experience? A crucible literally is a cauldron in which you put metals, heat it to a very high temperature, and they form a new substance, a new alloy. That's the essence of a crucible experience. It's typically devastating, incredibly painful, and who you are afterwards is just not the same as who you were before. It's a life-altering moment that uh, you can measure the course of your life. There was the before the crucible experience, and after. Now, with the crucible experience, you really have a choice. Uh, it can be uh, failures through setbacks. It can be uh, losing a business. It can be getting fired, a health challenge, marital breakup. Uh, either way, there it's it's just devastating, and it can be understandable if you just want to wallow in just the pain of it, if you want to hide under the covers and say, that's it, I'm checking out, this was awful, it was my fault, not my fault, Um, and that's understandable, it is incredibly painful, as, as I know, but you have a choice, which is, well, it may be painful, but now what do I do? Is there a way that I can use my pain and my suffering, if you will, to help others, to make the world a better place, uh, to lead lives of significance, that's the opportunity you have with the crucible experience. So we're going to be uh, having dialogue with people about that. And what's kind of interesting with crucible experiences and failure in particular is people don't talk about failure. How many politicians, presidents, CEOs say, look at me, I failed, I was an idiot, learn from me. No, it's all about look at me, Look at how successful I am. Well, that's just not reality. Most people, even the successful leaders, have had failures. So we want to learn from those that have failed and that have come back. There are lessons that we can all use. Our goal in life in moving beyond a crucible experience is to lead a life of significance. Now, what is significance? Because we often hear about success and career, but significance, it's a a different word. Significance is really uh, leading a life that those that love us can be proud of. It's helping others. It's making the world a better place. It's something that you want on your tombstone. How many people on their tombstones have, look at me, I made X millions or billions. I made all these platinum records. It's typically about family things that are eternal, that will um, last longer than we will. And so that's really what significance is, helping others, making the world a better place. 
Uh, and that's something for me that um, it's very personal. I certainly try to lead a life of significance. And what's interesting is money and success in of themselves, they really don't satisfy. I mean, I grew up in a wealthy family business with about as much money, success, status, prestige as you could want. Hollywood folks, prime ministers, um, all sorts of famous people came by. And, you know, money in of itself, it doesn't make you happy. I'm not against having money or, or success, but there's got to be more than that. And there is more than that. And it's significance. Leading a life that um, helps others and a life that uh, when we're gone, that uh, those that love us can be proud of. So subscribe to the Beyond the Crucible podcast. Subscribe right here and download the next episode. Follow me on Facebook at Crucible Leadership or on LinkedIn at Warwick Fairfax. Go to my website, crucibleleadership.com and subscribe to the blog. And I look forward to having you join me on the journey to overcoming uh, your crucible experience and leading lives of significance. Mm-hmm.